0: Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. The Jum'a khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'a khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid seminary. Alhamdulillah, hamdan kathiran, tayyiban, mubarakan fihi, yaliqu bi jalali wajhihi wa azim sultanih praise and thanks be to allah the almighty in a manner that is befitting of himself and his great authority all praise to him for we can never praise him enough for he is the one who praised himself وأصلي وأسلم على سيد المرسلين وخاتم النبيين حبيبي رب العالمين ورحمته أجمعين سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبد الله وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الغر وتابعيهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين. and we send all pray peace and blessings on the master of his messengers the seal of all prophets the beloved to the lord of the worlds and his mercy gifted to all his creation our master muhammad sallallahu and his honorable family companions and their followers to the day of the judgment wa ilaha illa wahdahu la sharika and I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship except Allah, alone with no partners, partners or associates. all praise to him the only one capable of all things. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his servant and messenger, the truthful of his promise and most entrusted in every matter. Amma ba'du ibadallahi fa-inni u wa-iyyaya bi-taqwa Allah wa ta'atihi wa ta'ati rasulihi al-kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Faqad qala subhanahu wa ta'ala fi kitabih al-aziz يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم يا ايها الناس اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال ايضا يا ايها الذين امنوا اطيعوا الله واطيعوا الرسول ولا تبطلوا اعمالكم I hereby my dear brothers and sisters advise you and myself of fearing Allah and obeying his commands and the commands of his dignified prophet sallallahu For he said in in his honourable book, O people, fear Allah in the manner he deserves and do not die except being Muslims. And he also said, O you who believed, obey Allah and obey his messenger and do not nullify your deeds. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Almighty, for allowing us to reach the blessed month of Ramadan and for allowing us to fast and pray the qiyam prayer. We ask him to accept that and all our deeds by virtue of his utter mercy and utter generosity and kindness. In fasting this month of Ramadan, we need to be mindful of the purpose of fasting, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has indicated in his Quran. The purpose of fasting, as stated in the ayah, "O oh, you who believe, it has been prescribed for you the fast, as it has been prescribed to those who were before you, for you may achieve piety." So the purpose of fasting is actually to achieve piety. Fasting protects the Muslim from falling into disobedience and thus protects him from torment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now we understand that taqwa is the purpose of fasting. So we need to understand what taqwa is. So We can strive to achieve this taqwa and attain it. Putting our trust in Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, not in our deeds. So piety is to actually, from a linguistic point of view, is to place a barrier between you and something. In the context of deen, it's to place between you and what Allah has has forbidden, a barrier that stops you from going into that zone. Obeying, Allah Subh'anaHu wa Ta-A'la, obeying Allah's commands subhanahu wa ta'ala and avoiding his prohibitions for the pious are the ones whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees them where he commands them. So we need to be seen where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us. And we need not to be seen what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbade. Ali Anhu said. The Taqwa. When he was asked about Taqwa, he said, "The Taqwa he al Khawf min al Jalil, wal Amalu bil wal Qana'at bil Qalil, wal Istighdadi li al Ra'il." So when he was asked about Taqwa, he mentioned Taqwa is the fear of Allah, applying that which has descended on his Prophet, being content with scarcity, and being being prepared for the day of departing this world. When Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhu, was asked about taqwa, he said, المتقون الذين يحذرون من الله وعقوبته The pious are those who are fearful of Allah and his punishment. Umar, radiallahu anhu, he asked, Ubayy ibn Ka'b, radiallahu anhu, he said, what is taqwa? Then Ubayy said, ya Amir al oh, commander of the believer, did you not take a path with thorns? He said, yes. He said, what did you do? Then Umar said, I lifted up my garment, fearing that a thorn might hit me. Then Ubayy, radiallahu anhu, said, that is piety. It is exactly as if you're walking in a path with thorns and you're being very careful in every step you take. This is the way we should be navigating our path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We be careful about every step that we take, whether it pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or not, whether we're going to step in an area where Allah does not want us to be in. If we're conscious of this at all times, then do we have achieved taqwa? So, taqwa is what we need to achieve, inshallah ta'ala, from fasting. Now we understand what taqwa is. But Imam al-Ghazali explained in his book Al-Ihyya, that those who fast, there are actually three degrees of fasting. We've heard so much of this, alhamdulillah, in the past retreat. But it's always helpful to remind ourselves, now that we're in the practice zone, so the first degree of fasting is actually the degree of fast, fasting of the common person. A person who actually abstains from eating, drinking, or using his private parts during the time of fasting. But allows his limbs to indulge in anything else. So his eyes would wander, his ears would listen to something which Allah does not, is not pleased with. Other than eating and drinking and abstaining from marital relations, is indulging in everything that he wants. In this case, the only thing that this man gets is actually hunger and thirst. He will not receive any reward for his fasting, as Rasulullah said in the Hadith: "من لم يدع قول الزور فِي أَنْ يَدْعَ طَعَامَهُ He who does not give up false speech and acting upon it, Allah has no need for him to give up his food and drink. So قول الزُّور is false speech. وَالْعَمَلَ بِهِ is to act upon this. Any bad deed, any wrong action is classified under this. But then there is the fasting of the elite, those who have more consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They realize that their fasting has a meaning beyond abstaining from food and drinks and other pleasures. So what these people do is actually they keep their limbs away from all distractions that make it impossible make it hard for them to reach to Allah So they not only abstain from food and drinks and marital relationships, but also control their limbs, control their body, control their eyes, control, their, control their, their ears, and they make that to the best of their ability in accordance to what Allah wants. And then there's the fasting of the elite of the elite, which is a higher degree. This degree entails that the person who's fasting actually is keeping his heart away from paying attention to anybody other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he's conscious at all times of Allah. And every action that he does, that's what he sees. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the elite of the elite. Those are the people who will not only receive the rewards in terms of hasanat, in terms of good deeds, but they will also have the pleasure of knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have the pleasure of seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be joyful of Allah. And this is the fast that we all should be striving for. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to make this type of fast and make us amongst those who are the elite of the elite so that we can climb the ladder to know our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because there is nothing that is worth living for in this dunya other than knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the pleasures of Jannah, when the people of Jannah go to Jannah, the highest pleasure of all is actually to look at Allah, to have the honor of seeing Allah. So for those who are pious, Allah will give them two jannahs, two paradises, two heavens, one in this dunya and one in the akhir. The one in this dunya, even though they're not living in the actual physical paradise which Allah has prepared for his pious people, but they're actually getting a glimpse of it. While they're living on this earth. They're actually getting breezes of it while they're living on this earth. They're conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though their eyes and their head does not see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but their eyes, the eyes of their hearts see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is all because of taqwa. And that is why we're fasting. We're not fasting to lose weight, we're not fasting to train ourselves, we're not fasting to control ourselves only. But we're fasting to achieve that piety, which will enable us to reach to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. I said what I heard, what you heard, and I seek Allah's forgiveness for myself and you, to make istighfar and for ask Allah for forgiveness for for those who are making istighfar are the winners before Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ala Fasting has countless virtues. Now that we understand what is the purpose of fasting, we need to also understand what Allah has prepared for those who make that fasting. So, fasting can be a reason also for answering prayers. Because Allah said in the hadith There are three whose supplications are not rejected the fasting person until he breaks his fast, the just Imam or ruler. And the supplication of the oppressed. So fasting is a means by having our prayers answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, fasting will enable us to enter paradise from the gate that's called Rayyan, which is a special gate that Allah has made for those who have continued to fast or made fasting a habit of them themselves in this dunya. Rasulullah said. ان في الجنه بابا يقال له الريان يدخل منه الصائمون يوم القيامه لا يدخل معهم احد غيرهم يقال اين الصائمون منه فاذا دخل اخرهم in paradise there's a gate called the rayyan from which the fasting people will enter no one else enters from this gate except them. It will be then said, where are the fasting people? Then they will enter from it. And then when the last one of them enters, it is closed and no one else will enter from that gate. So fasting is a means by which we enter Jannah from that door, which Allah has specifically made for those who are made themselves with the habit of fasting. Fasting is considered a shield from Allah's punishment. As Rasulullah said, min adabillah. or the meaning of the hadith, fasting is a shield from Allah's torment. And also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has attributed the reward of fasting exclusively to Himself and gave it a special consideration. Amongst all worship acts, Rasulullah said, "كل عمل ابن نفس محمد Or in the meaning of the Hadith, every deed of the son of Adam is for him, except for fasting. It is for me and I will reward him for it. And by him in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the smell of the mouth of the fasting person is better in the sight of Allah than the fragrance, the fragrance of musk. Fasting also distanced the person from the fire. As Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in the hadith, Man بعد whoever fasts one day in the path of Allah, Allah will keep his face away from the fire by seventy atoms, or years. Fasting will also intercede on the day of judgment on our behalf, as Rasulullah S.S.S. said in the Hadith: والقرآن للعبد يقول الصيام ربي إني منعته منعته الطعام والشراب بالنهار فشفعني فيه ويقول القرآن ربي إني منعته منعته النوم بالليل فشفعني فيه فيشفعان. fasting and the Quran intercede for the servant. the fasting says my lord I prevented him from food and drink during the day so make me intercede for him. And the Qur'an says, my Lord, I prevented him from sleeping during the night. So let me intercede for him. Then they both will be allowed to intercede. This is how, that's why Ramadan is called the month of the Qur'an. We look at this hadith, both fasting and Qur'an are being practiced in this month of Ramadan. May Allah make us amongst those who are indulged sincerely in this fasting and also in reading the Qur'an with attention so that they may be interceding for all of us, inshallah, in the day of judgment. Fasting will result also in achieving two, jo- two joys, one in this dunya and one in the akhirah. As Rasulullah Sallallahu said, the fasting person will have two joys. When he breaks his fast, he becomes joyful. And when he meets his Lord in the Day of Judgment, he will be joyful of his fasting. And if we consider that there is another Jannah here in this dunya as well, as Allah subhanahu wa Ta-A'la said in the Quran, For those who have feared the rank of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will be granted two jannahs, two paradises. If we link this with this hadith, there must be a farah, there must be a joy at the end of each fasting. Even those who are fasting amongst the elite or the elite of the elite. When they're breaking their fast in this dunya, they're joyful. But they're also happy with the answer of prayers at that time. But at the same time, the more taqwa they attain by fasting, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens doors for them to know him. To the point where they will actually feel joy of Allah in this dunya. So. If, if fasting is to achieve is to make us achieve taqwa, and taqwa is going to go us make us go into Jannah, and there are two Jannahs. In one of them, we will enter here in this world, which is to know Allah subhanahu wa taala, and to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa taala at all times. May Allah subhanahu wa taala give us this, inshaAllah. Fasting will make the person achieve high ranks in Paradise. قال رسول الله سلم سيداً دا حديث إن في الجنة غرفاً ترى ظهورها ترى ظهورها ظهورها من بطونها وبطونها من ظهورها فقام عربي فقال لمن هي يا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال لمن أطاب الكلام وأطعم الطعام وأدام الصيام وصلى بالليل والناس نيام انديد there are rooms in paradise whose exteriors are visible from their interiors. And their interiors are visible from their exteriors. So a Bedouin stood up and said, who are they, Ya Rasulullah? And Rasulullah said, they are for those who spoke well and fed food and continued fasting and prayed at night while people are asleep. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم زدنا ولا تنقصنا وعاملنا بما أنت أهله فأنت أهل التقوى والمغفرة اللهم اغفر لنا وللمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع مجيب الدعوات اللهم أحسن عاقبتنا في الأمور كلها وأجرنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة والله we ask you to forgive our sins and make us among those that you have included in your kind mercy, pardon and has forsaken from your wrath and punishment. O Allah, we ask you to exonerate us all from entering your fire, and that you look upon us with your merciful eye and fix all our conditions and and situations, and fulfill all our needs in the best way, you treat your most beloved servants who are closest to you. O oh Allah, we ask you to unite our hearts like you have united the hearts of the companions of your beloved Rasul Muhammad, sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. and make us follow their path with no deviation, regardless of any hindrance or derailment. Aibad Allah, inna Allah ya'muru bil adli wal wa al-qurba wal Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge devotion and service by providing full-time part-time online and community programs For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.